All right, everybody. I know sound quality on my end, not very good last week. I just want to publicly apologize, um, even though for I even though I have no evidence, uh, I think it's Holden's fault. I'm pretty sure it's all it's, his <laughs> fault. Most certainly is it. <laughs> um, We're doing, we've been doing this over Skype. There's no way this is my fault. Uh, well, we all know that Holden is a hacker and he sabotaged my brain and made me forget to put on the pop filter last week for my microphone. So, uh, I wanted to apologize on behalf of Holden for my bad audio quality. So now that that's out of the way, Holden, <laughs> feel free to start with the intro. Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tom, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Uthie. Holden, who does this Tom Brady guy think he is? Oh, he's always playing football when we're trying to do the podcast. You know, is it on right now? It is on. <laughs> I thought it was going to be done by now, but uh, it's pretty much done now. Tom Brady is going to win. Nice. Classic Tom Brady. He's going to win the football. And he did just announce. He just Tom announced Brady. that he's officially renaming himself to Tom Brady because he is a big fan of the podcast. Ooh, he just emailed that. That, spon- in. that sponsorship deal went through. Yeah, he just God. emailed that in. Uh, uh, TomPodcast at gmail.com uh, that he just emailed it there <laughs> and feel free to email there too because Tom Tom I almost said Tom Brady Tom Brady likes to email there man this is a long intro uh, we've yeah we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of Monster Hunter and also our top five films of the year and don't worry there won't be much overlap there. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it Olden that one movie podcast. First, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. Oh, you know it. The Toms, the Toms, the Toms, the Toms. Tom's is a rapid-fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Let's get to it, Holden. What do we have this week? Fantastic. We've got some new release dates for some movies, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, It is is not a week of news without some more release dates. It really isn't. Uh, But yeah, so first up, uh, we have a streaming release date for the um, movie Nomadland. Uh, This one has been getting a lot of Oscar buzz. Yes, I want to see it. Yeah, uh, it's going to be released on Hulu on February 19th. So I have to buy another month of Hulu. Yeah, so uh, we'll probably review that on the podcast, I guess, because that's been winning a bunch of awards, and I'm sure it'll make its way to the Oscars. And it's got Frances McDormand in it. Yeah, and it's her talking to people that aren't actors, but it's a narrative film. Something like that. I just know that the poster is a bunch of license plates put together, and it's got good reviews. Yeah. Yeah, it's directed by Chloe Z- uh, Zhao, Zhao uh, who is How do you also spell directing it? the new... E- 
Z H A O. So I'm pretty Zhao. 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 I would imagine. Zhao. Okay, whatever. She's directing the uh, Marvel's Eternals movie coming out this year. So this is this is the year of Zhao. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's my movie, Good and I it. want it Zhao. <laughs> All right, that was a bad joke. Uh, I'll give it then, a Brokaw, Holden. That's what I'm saying. I'll give it a Brokaw as well. Uh, next up, uh, we have Godzilla versus Kong. For once, we don't have a delay on a movie. We have it moving up. Godzilla versus Kong is moving up from May 21st to March 26th. Is it coming out so on movie, streaming or in theaters or what's the deal? Well, it's... Well, it's uh, part of Warner Bros. like HBO in like simultaneous oh. thing, so we'll be able. To, we won't have to spend money on this movie. We can watch it from the comfort of our homes. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll I'll um, give it a broca so we can get it out of our way earlier in our lives. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a broca too. I I was I did <laughs> note this is surprising because it's owned by Legendary, who's like one of the companies that's been really pushing against this because they're also they're releasing Dune this year. June. They're the ones that are like, hey, we, our movies shouldn't be put on streaming right away. Yes. But I guess it is. So yeah, Broca. Uh, and then the last one is one that I, we actually, I I didn't mention it when we were talking about it earlier, but Morbius got moved back again, Jimmy. <laughs> Unfortunate. It got moved back from March and now it'll be coming out on October 8th, 2021. And I have a little uh, sad face in my notes here to indicate that this is sad news. Oh, very sad news. October 8th. When was it supposed to come out? It was supposed to come out like, like. March like first couple weeks of March hmm. well I really don't care so actually I'll give it a Bergeron <laughs> I don't want to keep seeing that trailer with Jared Leto though in it so I'm going to give it a, a is... <laughs> got that nice for Elise remix yeah well and you know I think Venom 2 is still planning on coming out in June so at least we've got that coming out soon yeah as long as it doesn't you know coincide with another release date actually that would be perfect so then we just wouldn't have to see it at all (laughs) oh you know I'm actually wondering is October 8th is that when Dune's coming out is that when no Dune's gonna be like November isn't it I thought it was a whole I thought it was October well I don't know Holden I don't do the news anymore. That's your job. So again, (laughs) I gotta have to. I'm gonna have to apologize on behalf of Holden. He's just really dragging this podcast through the mud lately. But uh, I really don't want uh, Morbius to bite into Dune's profits. That's true. (laughs) Get what I'm saying. (laughs) Bite because he's a vampire. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm Uh, trying to think of some. October (laughs) first is when Dune's coming out. Yeah, then the Dune theaters will be deserted because <laughs> it takes place in the <laughs> desert <laughs> i think something like that all right uh so bombadil for me that it's getting delayed uh to- that it's getting delayed because i want to get it over with jimmy <laughs> <laughs> i bet it will be like a good six and a half out of ten i i wouldn't give it that much credit well um anyway on to our next bit of news uh, update on the Moon Knight series. Um, uh, so 
earlier this month it was officially confirmed to the Oscar Isaac will be playing uh, Moon Knight in the Disney Plus series. Uh, but then it was also just confirmed this week that Ethan Hawke has been cast as the main villain. Um, and it wasn't really clear what character exactly he would be playing. But uh, n- but famous actor Ethan Hawke is going to be the villain. What do you think of that, Jimmy? I think he should have been Vulture. <laughs> Get it? They're both birds. <laughs> uh, sounds good. I mean, Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke. Uh, I don't know why I keep going. <laughs> but uh, they're they're both uh, good actors. So I'll, I'll go to Brokaw. And if Moon yep, Knight's like Batman, too. Batman is my favorite superhero. So He's like Batman, but I think he has like like mental illness of some sort i don't know that's kind of what i was gathering but hmm. yeah interesting Broca. what else do we have holden uh update on the last of us series um so i don't remember if we had said anything back in november but apparently as of november uh joe johan rank who is the director of Chernobyl? He was at, he was attached to direct the pilot episode, but as of November, he was no longer attached to direct it. And now the new pilot will be directed by uh, I'm probably going to say this wrong, Kantemir Balagov. Balagov. If it makes you feel he better, Holden, I think you butchered <laughs> the other guy's name too. So, uh, yeah, I don't. I have no idea. Um, but anyway, he previously directed the film Beanpole, which I had never heard of, but apparently it like was a very well-liked indie movie. Um, so cool. Um, but Craig Mazin, uh, the guy who wrote Chernobyl, is still writing it and executive producing the, uh, the show. Um, and so, yeah, I don't... I don't have much of an opinion on that. That was more of just an update. What do you think, Jimmy? Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a Bertrand. I still haven't seen Chernobyl. Uh, maybe I'll have to check that mm-hmm. out this week or something because I'm kind of tween shows right now as they yeah, say it won't take you long no um I'm trying to think of some radioactive joke I can't think of one all right just move on Holden <laughs> yeah <laughs> quick say something funny too. to entertain the people Holden I'm not funny so I don't know where you'd get that from <laughs> all right well. uh Next up, though, uh, so if if you didn't think that we were getting Buckaroo Bonsai news this week, you would be wrong, <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because there is a Buckaroo Bonsai sequel in the works. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? However, I say that, but the sequel will be taking the form of a book. Oh, dang it. Well, didn't they set up a sequel in the movie? Yeah, they did. Yeah. It was called uh, Buckaroo Bonsai Against the World Crime League. They literally say at the end of the movie, like, Buckaroo Bonsai will be back in that movie. It's like it's yeah, like uh, uh, the appara- Avengers when it's like Thanos will return. Yeah. <laughs> or James Bond will return. That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah but apparently, so this book is actually going to be titled that, Buckaroo Bonsai Against the World Crime League. It's apparently going to be written by the screenwriter of the original movie. Um, and I was, when I was like reading this, I didn't realize how many other attempts at more Buckaroo Bonsai content has been made over the years. (laughs) Like I know at one point in like the mid two thousands, I think Kevin Smith was supposed to be making like a TV show or something. Um, but yeah. So what do you think of that? You know, I don't even remember if I enjoyed that movie or not. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so I, I guess I can't. I think the consensus was not really. <laughs> it, was, it was just very weird. Yeah. And Christopher and Lloyd like, is It was in hard it? to understand. Yeah. And uh, John Lithgow. As the bad guy? Who plays the lead again? Yeah. Jeff. Uh, it's, I think it's the guy who plays RoboCop. Boy, I, that movie is just has gone out of my mind. Jeff Goldblum was a cowboy. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, Buckaroo Bonsai finds a way. Um, <laughs> I, I a Bergeron, I guess. Yeah. Broke off for the fans for, for the hardcore. Broke off on behalf of Scott Sutter. There you go. <laughs> uh, we have an announcement of a new movie uh, called The Whale. Uh, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because, one, it's being directed by Darren Aronofsky, who, uh, if you are unfamiliar with his work, he's done, like, Black Swan. Uh, he did... Um, Other uh, movies. Mother from a few years ago. <laughs> I never yeah, did well, see... Requiem for a Dream. I, he's done a lot of movies. What? I, I was going to say, I haven't seen Mother yet. Or, I actually haven't seen any of those, but I was going to ask Holden, is okay. Whale a biopic about your life? <laughs> Wow, that, <laughs> I hope not. Because it's a whale I'll, I'll of a time. It. You thought I was calling you fat, but I'm not. Well, here uh, it's going to star Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Uh, we we love Brendan Fraser. <laughs> he is making a comeback. He was kind of just out of Hollywood for a while, but uh, he's coming back. Um, but it's apparently being adapted from an award-winning play of the same name. But here is the synopsis of the film. Uh, Frazier will play Charlie in The Whale, a 600-pound morbidly obese recluse living on the outside of Mormon County, Idaho, as he hides in his apartment eating himself to death. Charlie turned to compulsive eating out of grief after the loss of his gay lover whom he left his family for. As Charlie tries to change the course of his life by reconnecting with his long-estranged daughter, he discovers a, uh, a, quote, viciously sharp-tongued and wildly unhappy teen. Hold on, I thought you said this That's wasn't a biopic about your life. Yeah. <laughs> you can change the name to Charlie Holden, but you're not fooling everybody, fooling anybody, okay? <laughs> you can just come clean. I'm here for you. I'm you know, this 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 movie sounds like it has the potential to be uh depressing and disturbing in the way that like Requiem for a Dream was or like or Mother was. Ah, uh, yes. Um, those movies I have not seen. So I will yeah, agree. I'm, I'm just speaking. I think those are the only two Aronofsky movies I've seen. We should watch um, Black Swan sometime with Natalie Portman. Not literally I with Natalie Portman, movie. but since she's in the movie, Holden. It inc- yeah. I'm just excited to see Brendan Fraser in like a really big fat suit. I mean, I, I, I know it's I'm sure it's going to be like a depressing or like heartfelt movie or something. But seeing Brendan Fraser in a fat suit might be uh, <laughs> somewhat entertaining. And I hope he just looks like a sumo wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I mean, I'll give it a Brokaw because people seem to like Darren Aronofsky. And I mean, I've liked the movies I've seen. So Brokaw. I'll give it a Brokaw too because it sounds like a quirky, depressing time. Yeah. Uh, and that's it for movie news. However, we do have game news oh, this week. My I'm sure you goodness. know the game news. Um, First off. Very early in the week, it was announced that we are getting a new Indiana Jones video game, Jimmy. Yes. Uh, and this 
this is going to be published by Bethesda and it's going to be developed by Machine Games, who's their kind of uh, company that has made all of the new Wolfenstein games. Um, so I was actually kind of looking through Machine Games, like all the games they've made. They've really only made Wolfenstein, so I don't really know like what I don't know what like this kind of game this game will be it wasn't really any indication for what it would be or like well, when it'll come out if they made Wolfenstein then they have to have Nazis in this Indiana Jones game I mean right oh, they better you, you yeah <laughs> maybe it's just a crossover between the two the two IPs Indiana Jones just killing Nazis killing Nazis <laughs> Indiana Jones should have been in uh Inglorious Bastards Inglorious Bastards yeah. too the last crusade um <laughs> um i'll give it a broca hopefully it's not an xbox exclusive but uh could be yeah that's true although x cloud yeah, and all that not. and series s you know it'd be you know and the fact that i'm just rolling in it now <laughs> <laughs> i'll just i could pick one I, up sometime i guess I think the biggest concern with this type of game is that it would be just an Uncharted clone, which Uncharted itself is just basically Indiana Jones it's, in well, video it's just, game form. Well, which is just is Tomb Raider. So Yeah, yeah. They're all um, copies of each other. You know what, Holden? I like are. Uncharted. It's one of my favorite game franchises. If this means more of that, uh, I'll take it. Who's going to voice him, though? I hope it's just old Harrison Ford being like... It's just old Harrison Ford. I hope you, I hope, you know Indiana what? I hope, no, I hope it's old Indiana Jones. What if it's a movie... Oh, no, yeah, make it a movie tie-in. <laughs> a crappy Ooh, movie tie-in. There we go. I actually... I would. I think it'd be interesting if it was like a first-person... I mean, because the, the Wolfenstein games are first-person. If this was like a first-person adventure game, no. that'd be kind of... I don't like first-person games that much. So I'm but, very okay. closed-minded, <laughs> all the narrow-mindedness. Yeah. We need a little bit more narrow-mindedness in the world right now. I mean, just look what's going on in the world. Yeah, I think okay. some narrow-mindedness would just fix everything. That's really what would help us. Right and some now. sarcasm. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm I'm going to give Indiana Jones game a broken. I am too, but only if it's a movie tie-in and you're old Harrison Ford and you're grumpy and you just tell kids to get off your lawn and then you shoot at them <laughs> with the old pistols and get, whip them when That'd you catch them. Good. So, uh, yes. Uh, then the the last bit of news, and this was actually pretty big, is that uh, Star Wars games are now not being exclusively tied to EA. Well, once the contract um, runs Star up Wars, in 2023, yeah, once the, in like, these games can start coming out. Yeah. But uh, Star Wars games will now be branded under the Lucasfilm Games banner. Um, and with that announcement, it also came the announcement that Ubisoft is currently working on a new Star Wars game, and it's going to be an open world game. I mean, what a surprise <laughs> it's a Ubisoft game, and it's open world. Um, and it's being developed by uh, Massive, who previously had worked on the Division games. Yeah. So, what do you think of that, Jimmy? Uh, I mean, broke, I guess. I mean, I hope it's better than the Assassin's Creed games. I feel like I can say that now that I played <laughs> literally platinumed an Assassin's Creed open world game, which I thought was very good, <laughs> to be fair. But it, it they have mm-hmm. been better, so they're not they're not the best in the business, in my opinion, at the open world games. But I hope it just doesn't feel like an Assassin's Creed skin. <laughs> yeah, with you just that's, have a well, lightsaber. That's my cons- 
that's my concern is that a lot of Ubisoft games, like even in between franchises, they feel very similar um, from what I've played. I don't consider myself super well versed, but like uh, like Far Cry and Assassin's Creed both share a lot of DNA and um, uh, Watch Dogs, obviously, as well. And I I don't I've played The Division a little bit. I wasn't really a fan of it. So um, I'm more of a I mean, that could just I'm be more of a multiplication game. guy myself. <laughs> OK, that's great. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's just my concern. I mean, if, if Ubisoft, if Massive ends up finding a, a, a really cool, unique idea just set within an open world framework, that's awesome. Yeah, so here's um, my thing. Um, first off, I don't want a bunch of objectives all over the place and just a massive, huge game. Also, how are they going to do this? I'm, I'm assuming you're going to be able to go in between planets. So maybe it'll be a bunch of like because like Star Wars is all about space travel. It's gonna be like a between hub worlds and stuff. I'm just like, it just maybe it'll be like No Man's Sky and you can just fly in between the planets. Um, I just this seems like too big of a game or something for a first crack at something. But maybe it is a more contained. Here's you're on one planet. It's an open world, but you're on this planet and. Who knows if you're a Jedi mm-hmm. or not? Maybe you're not. I mean, I hope we're a Jedi. Um, just don't. I'm. I'm. I mean, I know some people like it. I just don't want all the co-op. Don't build the whole game around like online co-op, co-op multiplayer stuff like co-op. Co-op. Uh, give a solid single-player experience. But uh, that's that's my personal preference. So I'm hoping it's that. But yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm just saying. Look how well it yeah. turned out for the Avengers game. <laughs> <laughs> when they built the whole game around that and it stunk yeah all right hold on i'll give it um, a did i give it i'll give it a broca if i hadn't said that already yeah i especially want to give a broca to ea not gonna not being able to retain the license because i mean we got jedi fallen or i mean battlefront 2 is good but i i don't know i got got tired of it pretty quick it's it's good i just haven't played in a long time i mean it had such a bad launch with the microtransactions and stuff but they supported it mm-hmm. for a solid three years um yeah then i mean still <laughs> i still i kind of just forgot about squadrons but apparently people like it uh and jedi fallen order solid eight out of ten game in my my opinion i'm looking forward to the sequel so they did yeah. a decent job i just I would like to see uh, more of the single player Jedi Fallen Order Bane sort of thing. Yeah. And like I mean they've they've been hinting at a Jedi Fallen Order sequel or like if they want to make a Battlefront 3, like EA can still make those, but it's just now they're not the only ones that can make games. <laughs> yeah. This is a good thing, I think. And I you know, I don't yep. mind a little bit of a saturation with the Star Wars games. Um so yeah. yeah. All right, Holden. Broca. Are we ready for our? What are we doing next? Let's do our. Uh, let's do our top five of the year because, um, well, believe it or not, Monster Hunter will not interfere with that. So we can just do that <laughs> first. All right, well then. So, okay. Okay. So. <laughs> Last year, uh, when we did our top 10 of the year, obviously it was a much different scene in 2019. Um, so, I mean, we were able to do 10 movies and we were pretty confident about those 10 movies. Last year, 2019 um, was a great year for movies, man. 
there were movies that we saw this year that came out last year that would have been in my top 10 movie list last year and i still thought it was a loaded top 10 list last year so 2019 it was was awesome and 2020 may be good too but we just haven't at least i have not seen a lot of the good stuff yeah it's it's kind of unfortunate because I mean I mean there were good movies that came out this year and I, I mean plenty of good movies that neither of us saw, um, but I mean so many of the good movies that potentially would have um, come out during this time uh, obviously got delayed and everything. So um, yeah, um, for my top so I have to- a top five and I actually have them ranked. Although Jimmy, you said that you didn't feel comfortable ranking your top. I five. have a top two. Um, but I will say okay. that th- n- no movie this year that I've seen so far has connected with me in a way that, oh, this is like one of my, like, this is going to be one of my favorite movies of the year. N- I, not a single one mm-hmm. connected to, connected to me in that way. So I don't feel like, I don't feel, uh, comfortable with, with ranking this as like, this is my favorite movie of the year. And also, this is our favorite okay. movies, not our like, not the best movies. Our favorite movies. Yeah, just no, to clear no, no. Up. So mine are yeah, mine are not ranked, but I have like a a two favorites, but but still not really okay. favorite favorite. You know, we can kind of trade off. I'm sure some of our lists, maybe maybe most of our lists, uh, overlap. Well, n- um, well why not? Why don't you just go through one. your five? Why don't you just go through your okay. five, build up to one, and then I'll just give you my my. Three, four, and five, and then my one and two. Okay. All right. Uh, so number five for me is uh, The Five Bloods. That's that's uh, in mine. That was, that's in mine. That that was a coinky dink putting The Five Bloods at number five. <laughs> <laughs> I I had been kind of keeping track of all my movies this year and trying to kind of rank them as they came out. <coughs> Follow me I on was, Letterboxd. <laughs> yeah, it is on Letterboxd that I'm doing that. What's your account? But, um, What's your account, Holden? I think it's just Holden Sutter. Wow. <laughs> so, if you want to find me on Letterboxd, find, yeah. search that up. Um, but anyway, so I had that at number five. And I I mean, we, if we just want to talk about The Five Bloods for a little bit, I just wanted to say that I, I thought it was a very solid film. I actually, this movie, while I don't, maybe it's, it's lessened on me over time in terms of the impact it had. Like when it came out, I was like, this is one of my favorite, this is going to be one of my favorite films of the year. Like I really, I maybe I need to watch it again. I, Cause when it first came out, I, we both really, I will it, say Holden, uh, this was in my top two. This was the cut above oh, the other. Okay. Yes. Yes. So this was, this okay. was one I felt like <laughs> this would be in my, you know, top 10 normally it's on mm-hmm. like without a doubt. But yeah, so this was in yeah, my, my it, upper echelon. Yeah, it's just a very powerful movie, a very entertaining movie filled with great performances, some surprisingly entertaining like action, like uh, just super cool and, and I mean, stuff. super tense at times and complete yeah, tonal shifts. Um, mm-hmm. And and if you watch it now, having with Chadwick Boseman, Boseman having passed away. I mean, that would just be super emotional because he has, Mm -hmm. it is such a beautiful like send off for him, even though it's not his final movie. It's like his, you know, penultimate live, uh, live performance, live action performance, I think. Yeah. One of the last ones. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, 
if you haven't seen it now, maybe that would be maybe it'd be even more powerfully be, be powerful to you because of that. Um, because, I mean, we saw it before Chadwick Boseman had passed away. But I mean, I'm sure in context of what has happened since the movie's release, it would be even even great. Yeah. And it's on Netflix, too. So check it out. Yeah. All right. Hold on. What's number four? Number four, Borat 2. This was not in my top five, but if I had to put it on a top 10, I would. I would say it's not. (laughs) A lot of these are all kind of just a. once I get like three, four and five, they're all just kind of it could be anything. So Borat, subsequent movie film, didn't miss out by a lot, but uh, not in my top five. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I really liked Borat. I, we mentioned, or I mentioned in our review that I didn't like it as much as the first one, but I thought it was a very surprising, nice movie to come out. It was really just a nice <laughs> breath of fresh air or like a nice, I mean, it is, it's a very politically driven film, but it was still just kind of relaxing to watch because it was a nice bit of laughter in the midst of a pretty, uh, rough time, I guess. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I quite enjoyed it a lot, Jimmy. Yep. Number three. Number three for me is uh, Bill and Ted 3, Face the Music. Um, I This is a movie that I, I didn't give it the best score, but I actually did enjoy it personally quite a bit. Um, I think it pretty much checked all the boxes that I was looking for uh, for a Bill and Ted movie. Um, it was just a very lighthearted, fun movie and it's kind of like reverse of Borat in a way where Borat was so politically inclined and concerned with modern day politics and this movie was just not it just really (laughs) didn't care about about anything that was happening in the modern day I mean it was it was just a very nice movie that I had a lot of fun with yeah it did not make my top five but I was tempted to put it on there it is just a nice little enjoyable time Mm mm-hmm uh, number two for me is Soul, uh, and we just did our episode on Soul, so I mean, I don't really need to talk about it a whole lot, but I do, like, I just to reiterate a little bit of what I said, um, I do think it's my favorite Pixar movie since probably Ratatouille. Um, it just was a very powerful movie that did connect with me in certain ways, and it, fantastic animation, fantastic voice cast, just a really solid movie that kind of surprised me at the end of the year. Yeah, uh, I did put Soul on my top five. I put it in the the, the lower three. Um, I okay. can round out my top five, my favorite five, I guess, of the year before you give your number sure. one. Since I know sure. my uh, one of the other ones in my top two is not on your list, which kind of surprised me. Um, I, I did. I put <laughs> so, like I said, bottom three. These are like these would not be in my top ten another year. Maybe Soul, but uh. Sure. Onward, sure. I did put Onward on there. That was still a good time. Okay, uh, I put Extraction just because it was the filmmaking <laughs> aspect of it. Not that great of a movie, yeah. but just the, the the technical aspect of it is quite enjoyable. That winner thing is notable. So I I just I enjoyed it. Would never have made my top ten. So uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then my my other my other uh, and that's one where it could have been easily Bill and Ted. Um, you know uh what what's the other? it could have been tenet you know one of those where it's like I, I liked it didn't love it um and then my other one of my top two which was i'm a little surprised is not was not in your top five i would guess it's an honorable mention but i had uh palm springs uh, yeah palm springs i thought okay. that was uh, a fun time 
and I liked it. Yeah. Uh, if if I were to do my full top ten, uh, it would be at number seven where it's ranked right now. All right. The you know, the one above it would be Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Interesting. I, I was surprised a little bit to have that not in your top ten either. Since you yeah. really like well, that. I mean, I I loved Palm Springs. I yeah, I think Palm Springs. Like I, it came up like a week ago where my roommates really wanted to watch it. I just didn't really I I didn't really feel like watching it. I mean, I I did really like it when I first watched it, but I feel like the my top 5 are all movies I'd be willing to rewatch before Palm Springs. Yeah, I could see it, maybe not. But yeah, no, it is a very good movie. Um all right, Holden, number 1 for you. Number one. Yep, number 1. Uh, movie that Jimmy hasn't seen and we could have seen today. But Holden, <laughs> if, if I, <laughs> Holden's a cruel man. We could be reviewing um, it right after this. Yeah. Uh, my number one is Promising Young Woman. Um, and I think I also I either mentioned this last week or the week before. Talked about how I saw it on my birthday. This was just a really fantastic thriller movie. Um, I was surprised. I mean, I thought the trailer was good, but it went in different directions than I thought. Uh, based on the trailer it was just a very beautiful movie some great messages uh fantastic lead performance by carrie mulligan i i mean i was on the edge of my seat the whole time and the 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 ending is kind of controversial uh some people really don't like the ending i actually thought the ending was it was surprising but i thought it worked pretty well uh for the movie so I mean, if we if we do end up reviewing that movie, Jimmy, I'm really curious to see what you think about the. Ending. When did you say that was coming um, on video on demand? Yeah, it's coming out on Friday on VOD. So we might we so, might do it next week. Again, yeah, if we uh, we'll never do it. do it, you can blame Holden <laughs> and that uh, we did Monster Hunter instead, a movie that no one cares we about and no one will see. <laughs> We were in line at the movie theater, and we saw that Promising Young Woman was starting 15 minutes after the after Monster Hunter. I thought I made a pretty <laughs> solid case. We should have at least done a coin flip, <laughs> and then we could have blamed fate. You made the mistake of letting me make the I decision. I shouldn't have. So. I should have just... I should have <laughs> just in, you were in front of me in line. I should have just cut in front of you, bought the ticket, and said, you know what? You want to go to Monster yeah. Hunter alone? Be my guest. I'm seeing a better movie. <laughs> Hey, hey, but hey, uh, the audience, this shows how dedicated I am to uh, fulfilling those listener requests because I, d- I decided to not watch my favorite movie of the year a second time and instead go watch my least favorite movie of the year, Monster <laughs> Least <Hunter>. favorite? <laughs> I think so. Um, I was gonna, We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I, but. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, what was I going to say now? Oh, I was going to say, first off, we never say when we're going to review the listener request. So as long as we did it in our lifetime, <laughs> we'd be honoring it. <laughs> and secondly, I, I didn't want Monster Hunter living in my life longer than it had to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, we'll get through this quickly so you can get that review off your chest, Holden, for the both of us. But I was going to say... Um, <laughs> Well, then I don't need to see Promising Young Woman because I see one every time I go on a date with my lovely girlfriend, Emily. <laughs> that was pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, why? Like, why do you, what do you see in him? Disgusting. All right, Holden. Now that I have the brownie points, um, 
Shall we go on to our review of? Uh, well, unless you you don't have your like least favorite movies, unless you want to just spill them right now. I mean, you had one last year. I could go through. I could go through my five least favorite movies of the year right now. I won't talk about them, but I'll, I'll just run through them. Uh, number five would be Hubie Halloween. Didn't see it. Uh, number four would be Mulan. Oh, that one's bad. Number th- <laughs> number three would be Scoob. Uh, number two would be The Witches. Didn't see. And it. number one would be Monster Hunter. Why did we see that movie? All right. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you why you probably shouldn't go see this movie right after this. Now we, uh, here we are with our review of Monster Hunter. We'll do non-spoilers um, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will. Um, if you're if you're really invested and you really want to go watch Monster Hunter based on a video game of the same name, well, you've you're, you've come for the right. You know, hold it. At least we're doing our top movies of the year in this episode too. Because if people just saw Monster Hunter was the review, they'd be like, "Well, I'm not going to listen to that," and we'd have like six <laughs> listens after four years. Yeah. See, that's why. That's why I insisted that we li- we do it this week. Or, you know, we could see, we could have done Promising Young Woman. And people are like, oh, that's an interesting thing. Not a ton of people have reviewed that. It's a little bit more niche. We could be targeting a catered audience. Instead, we go for the Monster that Hunter have re- crowd. Not that many people have reviewed Monster Hunter because not that many critics not are the audience we're looking lives. for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, so Monster Hunter, the uh, story, is there a story? Not until like, the last an hour. 15 minutes. The first hour <laughs> yeah. and a half is the first act of this movie. The inciting incident takes place over the course of 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, so I, I mean, it follows Artemis, a, a not so subtle nod at the fact the movie is called Monster Hunter. And, you know, Artemis is the goddess of the hunt, the uh, voice crack goddess of the hunt um but anyway artemis is like some army leader of some sort and she has her like army group patrol squad i don't know with her and they're in the desert for some reason um (laughs) and then they uh get transported to another world after running into a, a storm and this other world is full of large and terrifying creatures um that they have to hunt but mostly spider things <laughs> mostly spider things <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean the plot is practically a spoiler <laughs> like with how late in the movie it occurs um well i mean the plot yeah. the plot i guess is the the artemis lady which did they even say her name until the end? i don't I don't think so. Well, maybe at the beginning, maybe one of the other army people said it. I don't know. Did they? <laughs> I don't remember them saying her name at all until seeing the credits. <laughs> so um, <laughs> they did say they did say it at least once. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, any characters' names? Couldn't tell you. Could not tell you a single character's name in this movie. Um, so that's a good barometer nope. of the quality of this movie. Anyway, I don't even remember what I was going to say. Oh, the plot is she ends up in this other world she's with monsters and home. she's trying to survive. That's the plot. There you go. Yep. 
and tries to go home. Character yeah. development. Um, there is none. There's literally not a single there, character. It's non-existent. I'm not even joking. The, There's no growth of any <laughs> character in this movie. Nobody changes. It's literally just surviving and then the movie ends. Yeah, the closest thing you have of any sort is the real, like the friendship yes. between Artemis and this other character. I don't know his name. The 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 native hunter dude from the other world. Um which their relationship and, makes as you, no sense in certain places too. Yeah. At a yeah, I mean, as you said, um, at a certain point in the movie, they literally just start becoming friends for no reason. <laughs> absolutely no reason. There is a complete one eighty between them other. trying to kill each other yeah. and then them just deciding to be friends, and nothing sparks that. Yeah, it is instantaneous um, and jarring, and doesn't make any sense. Yes, that is the closest thing we have to character development. <laughs> it's this nonsensical bond that forms between them. Yeah, um, and so the cast, the acting isn't very good. I mean, it's not, it's not like awful, but it's, it's really made worse by just the terrible scripts. There is like literally every single dialogue cliche you could imagine, all within like the first twenty minutes mm -hmm. of this movie, and then there's like no dialogue at all until an exposition dump in the last twenty minutes of the movie that finally (laughs) explains what the heck is going on and what they're actually gonna do about it. And then the movie ends. <laughs> Whoever wrote the, this script uh, does not know how to formulate a movie properly. Like, <laughs> or just a story. The, uh, um, the, the hunter guy who Artemis becomes friends with, uh, he's played by Tony Jaw. And Tony Jaw is like, I, I was like kind of reading about him before, or I think after I saw the movie for the first time. And he's like this very prominent uh, uh, martial arts actor from Thailand. And he seems to be like very, pretty well regarded and everything. But like he doesn't going to show off any of his martial arts in this movie like at uh, all. Like why do you like, little bit, you hire I mean, this guy? It, so he's kind of like a Donnie like Yen, a Jackie bit. Chan type. Yeah. Bruce yeah. Lee kind of in that vein. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, he doesn't get to show you off hi- a lot, you- but maybe... Uh, <laughs> Maybe in a subsequent <laughs> film. <laughs> yeah, Monster Hunter 2. Monster Hunter, Worlds Collide. Um, <laughs> uh, the This movie was made on like a relatively small budget, which I think in some, some cases really shows. In other cases, I thought they made it look, like at least from a special effects standpoint, made it look okay. I thought it looked all like, right. I thought the monster... Yeah. The monsters look pretty what? good. I yeah. thought it looked all right. There were parts where I'm like, yeah, yeah this is, like, like I couldn't tell exactly what was practical and what was not. Like, I think, I mean, they did film it in the middle of like a desert. So I think that helps maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think most of the shots where there is a monster and a human in the same frame, those don't look as good. Like sometimes those look kind of janky, but you, I mean, like anytime you just see like a monster running around, like, breathe in fire it looked pretty good for like it was like a 35 million dollar budget or something like that which for that amount of money this is a good looking movie for 35 million dollars i mean our podcast doesn't even look at that good and everybody knows we spent more than that on an episode so um i was gonna say 
this is what are they called like the there's there's a name for disney has for like their their screen setup they use for the mandalorian like it's like the it starts with it's like the void or the volume or something um that set like this is a movie that could have been entirely filmed on that (laughs) i think yeah like in terms of like desert (laughs) i mean it with the background or like have a few props jungle with the background and then have like a, a couple actual sets there's no way Disney would let them use the technology for this movie. <laughs> but I'm saying that like this would be a prime example of a movie you could do like that and it would not oh, make a yeah, huge difference. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh um other things we need to talk about. Music. No. I didn't. It's really bad. I just don't <laughs> like it. It's like, uh, I mean, they really like using like the same two seconds of a synth song, like in a loop constantly. And it's like, I, it's not fitting. Like it's this movie that's like set in this fantastical world and like it, it like where there's really no technology of any kind and it's very, uh, yeah. And then they just have this synth music playing in the background and it's so weird. And it's not good either. It just like booms over and it plays sometimes at like the weirdest times or it will just start in the weirdest times or be juxtaposed by music that is completely (laughs) opposite yeah it's it's a pretty awful soundtrack and that kind of goes into the sound mixing i didn't notice it as much in this theater which was surprising because this theater was very loud it was so loud oh my goodness the 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 theater I saw it in, which was like a, a full movie theater, uh, we saw it at West Mall, which is kind of a, a smaller theater in our in our city. Um, but the one, the one I saw it in originally, that was like my eardrums were like bleeding. This movie is so loud, just constantly, and like ev- like everything in the movie is loud. It's not like Tenet, where like the dialogue is quiet and like. The music is loud. No, everything in this movie is loud. Every it's just it's and like sometimes it like makes it hard to understand what people are saying because like everything's just turned up to like the nth degree. Boy, yeah, this movie. Yeah. Oh, I'm like yawning over here. Uh, that movie. It was like I could have fallen asleep in the middle of it if I wanted to. Um, because it would yeah. just was just nonstop action in like but just mm-hmm. empty just completely hollow <laughs> it it reminded me of watching a transform like a later tra- not the it reminded me of watching transformers 2 uh of where it's mm-hmm. just like this is happening and i just don't care like i i don't care yeah. about anyone involved ha- half the time i was like well they're just being an animal like why are you murdering these <laughs> animals you're the one in their territory disturbing yeah. them why should i even root for you I, you've had zero character development <laughs> i have known nothing about you you could be a terrible person uh, yeah so I, yeah i just was yeah and i mean also some of the weapons just look ridiculous i mean granted neither of us have played the game um yeah. any of the games i should say since it's a franchise uh it looks the, silly they are pretty accurate they're pretty accurate to how the games look, but they just don't fit like a realistic set, like like humans. Like it, it, the, like it's, it seems like they're setting. taking it seriously, and then this guy just comes out with just a silly looking bow. 
and then like yeah. a the knight a sword that looks like cloud strife just forgot it in final fantasy 7 and just laid it on the ground <laughs> and the guy picked it up and they're cosplaying at, at comic-con and then they wandered yeah. out it does look like cosplay like these costumes look like cosplay um and and movies can like they can have a lot of action and be good like they can be mostly action and be good it's just like in this movie it is not filmed or done in any interesting way also (laughs) we have to talk about the editing which is yeah i was waiting for you to get to that it is so bad it is distractingly awful how there is it's like the editor and the director feel this need to cut every second there has to be a jump cut every single second god forbid we let a shot play out for five seconds so you have any semblance of what's going on it's like literally every single action that anyone or any monster does they have to have a new shot for it or it just anything. It's like, like they they'll, they'll walk into a nar- yeah. new area, and instead of having like one establishing shot, it takes like seven different shots in the span of ten seconds. <laughs> and then somebody will start talking, and it's still like when there's like a dialogue scene going on, and it's cutting every two to three seconds. And you're like, it's not like it's fast, choppy dialogue. It's just normal dialogue, and it's just cut at hyper speed. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is not necessary. It's just jarring, and it it's i don't know maybe it's because they're like we don't want you to look at the visual effects for more than two seconds <laughs> yeah because maybe they do look worse than we think it just it feels like this movie like they didn't have like any sort of storyboarding for it nothing was that in like maybe like a few things were intentional but then the rest was like okay let's just film from a bunch of different angles and we'll see what looks good in the editing room and it and then that's how they made it mm-hmm. and then they just put it together and then there's a couple shots where th- oh my goodness all the slow motion in this movie and the fade to black oh and the gosh. weird jarring editing and all this stuff is the yeah there's so many just just cuts to black in this movie they don't i mean it's like something maybe a movie will do once during its entire runtime but i think this movie does it three or four times and like the flashing and the weird like you know when you're kind of like when the movie's trying to like uh, uh, parallel cut things and you know do a whole sequences and like whoosh, whoosh, like when you're all disoriented but it does it all the time and it's just like oh man it's just annoying it's it's in like the there's several times in the movie where the lighting contrast from like one area to the next is so huge like you'll like there's one particular point where like they come out of a cave and then the screen is so bright. I was it was like it hurt to look at. And this happens several times in the movie. <laughs> like <laughs> sometimes it'll just like suddenly be way brighter than than the previous scene or shot. And there's a bunch of like jump scares in this movie too, which is like why? <laughs> this isn't a yeah, horror movie. Totally un- it's like most of them are done by humans. <laughs> and it's yeah, I just Oh, it, it this movie, the movie feels like a. Or go ahead first before I shift gears. I was gonna say there's one. Uh, there's one shot that like really is weird to me. Why they it, like? I mean, it, there's tons of parts in this movie where I'm not sure why they cut. But when um, I mean, this isn't too much of a spoiler because there's not much to spoil in this movie. But when sh- when she's in the spider nest. And she's like looking out at how big the place is. It like does a it like zooms in on her, 
and then it cuts to the exact same shot and then pulls out. I don't know why they didn't just like do the zoom if they really wanted to do that. Why didn't they just slow zoom and then pull out in the same shot? It was it it made it look like super unprofessional. It just there's parts of this movie where it's just like the like the pacing of it feels really awkward like with the in a scene talking more specifically Mm -hmm. what i'm talking about later with some with some examples but uh what was i gonna say now oh it just felt like especially the first hour of this movie just felt like a sequence of events that just happened Mm -hmm. rather there's no decisions being made it's just like oh i'm trying to survive and oh this happened and now this is happening and now this is happening there's no agency to anything like you oh you got caught in a lightning storm now you're in this world now there's this thing chasing after you now there's these spiders now there's this guy now there's this now there's that there's artemis isn't actually making any decisions for herself and then she finally makes one it doesn't make any sense based on what you've built up Mm -hmm. to that point in the movie so it's like i don't i just don't it just was not well written. I mean, and, no. and what I will say is, I think that's there is there like in this world, this concept I think could work and could be really interesting and fun. Um, but this was not it. <laughs> this yeah. was not it. This was just just uh, seemed like man, I want to see this happen in a movie, and it just it was just a sequence of events with very hollow action scenes that were relentless mm-hmm. um didn't give you a breather so it kind of all mushed together and and then it grinds to the halt to a halt like 40 minutes in <laughs> for like a little bit you know i didn't really feel that because you had said that i didn't feel that too much um if anything it was just like oh the story's finally getting going and oh oh we're at the end <laughs> so like I even looked at my like once the movie like oh here's what the story actually is I looked at my watch and I'm like this movie's ending in 20 minutes yeah. <laughs> this hour and 45 movie already hour 45 minute movie the story started an hour and 25 minutes into the movie so yes yeah anything else to add Holden before we give our ratings uh, just about the editing I think this movie is edited like a trailer but for an hour and 45 minutes I think that's a really good but- description. It's like, it, like a lot of the modern movie trailers were like just lots of like, it, there's lots of cuts, lots of just random action, just showing off everything it possibly can. Even doing like, as you mentioned, the weird like jump scare thing, which is in those trailers sometimes, like that sometimes isn't even present in the movie. Like all of this, it feels, I'm curious to know if like the editor just has experience making trailers or something, because it really feels like that. Doobie. Was the name of the ad- doobie. doobie something like Doobie Wilson, and I just said Doobie better, please, <laughs> or do stand up for yourself. And the director's like, I want it to be this way, um, or the studio or whoever, yeah. you know, because you never know with these things. Give them the benefit of the doubt. I it's almost certainly the director. This director is very. I I mean, I've never seen any of his other movies, but I mean, he does like the Resident Evil movies that were bad, and like Alien versus Predator, <laughs> like. I'm sure this is a lot of his fault. Yeah. Um, again, 
Anytime we bash a movie, I just like to say this person's out there making movies and I'm not. So good on them. They haven't mm-hmm. figured out. Um, so, you know. I do like to think, though, in my limited editing experience, I could edit this movie better than they could. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. Hold on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, with rating time, I'll give it a three. I'll probably give it a two. Really not anything redeemable here i mean like i think visually it looks okay for a little bit acting isn't awful the monsters look cool it's probably about the praise yeah the monsters are cool and faith i mean that the monsters are pretty faithful from what i've seen to the games so i'm sure people will like that if you've played the games it it's at least establishes what could be an interesting world yeah um, so it's handed to the right people so yeah, that's where that's at, and let's go on to spoilers. Arathalos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, I did. So my brother and I, uh, Xander, he, uh, we went and saw it the week of my birthday. I didn't see this the same day as our promising young woman. Thank God. Um, but we went and saw it and there's this part in the movie where <laughs> like Mila Jovovich is Artemis. She's uh, like fighting or she's trying to remember how to kill the Rathalos, which is the big dragon monster at the end of the movie. And even though it's been said several times in the movie how to kill the Rathalos, she's trying to remember it. And when she remembers, she has this flashback where it's literally just an image of Ron Perlman's character, like a still <laughs> image superimposed over the shot, fading in. And, it, and he just says, Arathalos. And then that's all it says. And then it just kind of shows that, like, you kill it before it breathes fire. But it doesn't actually say that. It's just very funny. Either way, completely unnecessary. So on the nose. I yeah. was already like laughing about it before I just realized, because I thought they were going to be like, you got to hit it right before it breathes fire, which would be the third time in a span of 10 minutes that they would have said this. Um, but they didn't <laughs> even do that. They just said a Rathalos. Like, oh, very helpful information. <laughs> also, it's just a dragon. Yeah, like- so she's like, what is this creature? It's a, It's a dragon. You can it's figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you you know what a dragon is. Yeah. Um, it and so like I mean the Rathalos is like kind of the flagship monster for the Monster Hunter series, which is I mean good for the fans that it's in there, but it's like it's this big danger, but it's not built up hardly at all. Like I, Tony Jaws' character at one point says Rathalos because he sees like tracks or something early in the movie. I bet you didn't even notice it. You probably didn't even know what he was saying. Nope. Um, but he he says that, and then the majority of the movie is them trying to kill the Diablo <laughs> like monster. Yeah. And and so that's like built up as a bigger threat. And then just as you said, like when the plot gets going, that's when they're like, all right, this Rathalos, that's, this is the real deal. We have to kill it. See, what... <laughs> If they want, they would have gotten to Ron Perlman and his crew thirty minutes into the movie, mm-hmm. and then went on a, this journey because it's like <laughs> it felt like if so, it felt like the Lord of the Rings. Having just watched those, it, it's like you know Frodo and Sam 
meet up with the fellowship, right? They established the fellowship. And then be, the equivalent mm-hmm. in the Lord of the Rings universe would be like, all right, we need to go do this. And then they would just, two minutes later, they'd be at Mount Doom. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I was like, wait, what a well, second here. It showed them like hiking th- they were like hiking through environments that I was like, wow, if they like fought things here, this would be way cooler than what has happened so far. Also, they encountered like 700 bajillion monsters going like two miles and then the other 200 miles to the, or 100 miles to this thing. They don't encounter any going through all these different <laughs> cool environments in about two minutes. And I was like, why did we so, spend so much time in the spider caves? <laughs> way too much time when we could have way too much time with the spiders when we could have had this and we could have had like that you know where the lord the, the fellowship of the ring gets together and they're kicking some butt and you got the cool side characters nothing nothing here ron perlman's yeah. like the third most prevalent character in this movie and he has zero development <laughs> I mean, well, not that anyone really has any development. No, I mean, but like, you don't even know his backstory. At all. I mean, you don't know we, any of their backstories. It's like, what, what are they doing? Yeah, yeah. It just, yeah. I mean, Artemis has like a ring that kind of just disappears halfway into the movie. <laughs> that's like right. Stops. I forgot. Forgot about that. They never had any sort of closure with that. Yeah. I, I completely forgot exactly about what that, that is. They never, she just is like, oh, thank goodness it's still here. And then it's just never mentioned. That is the extent of the character development in this movie. <laughs> is that she loves someone off the, uh, screen in the past. Speaking of the journey, I also mentioned this to you in the theater. But, like, the the tower that they're trying to get to never looks, like, that far away. Like, to me, at least from where they start, it looks like maybe a day's hike or something like that. Maybe two days hike. And then... As they get closer, it never looks like it's getting any sometimes closer. Sometimes it okay when they sometimes it looks closer, and then sometimes it looks farther away. And I'm like, what? yeah, <laughs> it felt inconsistent to me. It was, and then like when they were at the end, when it was like the very short two minute montage while they were hiking there, like the first shot which shows them at the beginning of their journey, it looks farther away than at the very start of the movie, <laughs> even though they're far closer. I just yeah, and like an hour into this movie, when that she like walks past the Bravo team or whatever it was, I was like, it has taken us like an hour to get back to where they started. Yeah. That's just the beat. The first act of this movie took way too long. There's really not even a second act. It goes first act for an hour mm-hmm. and twenty five minutes. Third act, there's no there's yeah. no second act. And there's not even like a resolution to the movie, really. <laughs> the movie d- just kind of ends. There's not really an ending, though. It's just, it's so bizarrely structured and poorly structured mm-hmm. would probably be the better, just better, <laughs> better adverb there. Poorly, poorly structured. Um, yeah, it's just like all of a sudden, like they're fighting the Arathalos and then, um, those side characters that you just met are starting to get picked off and you're like, well, this would be more impactful if I knew anything about them. The most other than Ron Perlman and the other guy whose name I don't remember her, her good friend bait guy. Yeah. Um, the other most developed Chocolate one guy. is the weird cat 
cook puss in boots yeah. palico thing. calico palico yeah. like mm. pal i wonder if he's a jellical cat yeah that <laughs> Why? Yeah, why does every like, time I go to the cre- West Mall Theater, there's some weird, <laughs> weird <laughs> animal weird creature, cat. humanoid animal creature? The uh, the palico. I mean, it's like a very prominent part of the games because each. I th- I'm pretty sure each character like gets your palico, and he's kind of like a sidekick that helps you out while you're like off on your hunts. But this is just like. It's so unnecessary. It's literally just fan service. That whole bit that I'm not even sure if you remember, but where it like just randomly shows him cooking food, that's just fan service to the Palico in the game. That's like basically ripped straight from a cutscene in the game. And I only know that because I have watched Xander uh, play it. Monster Hunter World, that is. Is Xander a big fan? He does. He likes Monster Hunter World a lot. He he didn't like the movie. <laughs> but, I cannot imagine why. <laughs> um, yikes! Yeah. Um, well, you know, this was a a movie that we saw. It was. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we got a the good chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah, that was. Sponsored by Hershey's. All the, uh, yeah. <laughs> I made a reference to the Zillow, uh, sponsorship in, in, uh, in Sonic, in Sonic <laughs> which, uh, that was good. Also, the Coca Cola can at the beginning. Nice. All the, uh, you think they're dead, but their hand twitches. Classic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had that. a few of those. Mm-hmm. I just have too many spiders. Those things were There's annoying. Just, uh, Way too much time spent <laughs> with the spiders. Uh, it's like it's strange that okay, so the army, like the folks that come over with Artemis, like they, I mean, they're killed off pretty quickly, it's, which is which fun, is like whatever. I didn't. I, I thought like a couple of them were gonna survive. No, it's literally they all die. But then they like try to make character development for them beforehand just to kill them off. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all just like, I mean, they try to give them personality, but they're all vaguely the same character. <laughs> like, they're all just kind of smart asses that are confused about their situation. Yeah. It's and like, then they have like this motivational moment where they're like, we fight because that's what soldiers do. Am I right? And they're like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and then they just they sing that song. Yeah, they sing that song. And then she sings the song. <laughs> But it feels like a, like an <laughs> ominous trailer remix, which I just immediately started laughing to. <laughs> that, the, that oh, we have to mention like, the scene where the, the spiders start coming after them and it just cuts and they're perfectly safe and sound. I'm like, wait a second. They were out in the middle. Oh, yeah. and these spider things can <laughs> run 20 to 30 miles per hour. You just can't outrun them to safety. <laughs> yeah. We had sh- it had shown that the spiders ran faster than them. Like they caught up to them before. <laughs> I was like, this does not make any sense. That whole like opening bit where like the the squads getting picked off. It's it's just them constantly getting attacked and killed, and then Tony Jaw is just up on a cliff shooting something, like occasionally, and then he just disappears. Like. That that's his entire thing for like twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah, and we have to talk about how they just go 
how Tony Jaw is Tony Jaw is that what it is? Yeah. How he and Artemis go from trying well, first off, he's trying to help them, it appears. But then he tries mm-hmm. to she he captures her. Why does he capture her? Nobody knows. Then they try to kill yeah, each other. Know. And then Tony Jaw's about to die to the spiders. While Artemis is trying to kill him, but then she decides, <laughs> I guess I will save him for no reason. Yeah. And now we're sharing chocolate. Like he Yeah, and like I mean, he is shown to end up being a good character like a a, a well meaning character, but like she doesn't know that. <laughs> so you were literally just trying so to kill him. Like not even ten yeah. seconds ago. What what is with the change of heart? It's not like it's not like there's a moment where like she's like, hmm, well, this could be a tactical advantage that I need him because he knows the area more than I do. And he did try to help her. No, it's literally, I'm trying to kill you. Oh, now I'm going to save you. Yeah. And then when, when they get rescued by uh, Ron Perlman's team, they capture Artemis for literally no, like they, <laughs> like they hold her in a prison cell for like no reason because she escapes and then immediately like that uh ron perlman's just like oh okay uh here can you help us with this <laughs> like so dumb and it's not like she wouldn't have helped you anyway like because she i mean obviously you rescued her from the monster your interests are aligned it's not that hard to yeah. figure out also ron Pier- ron perlman just looks stupid <laughs> His design yeah, looks so does. dumb. I'm sorry. His he looks like a... Also, you can tell he just doesn't want to be in this movie. He's like, man, I'd rather be in another Guillermo del Toro movie right now. Where's he at? Yeah, it's like, I thought... I heard Guillermo was attached to this, so now I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I could see Guillermo del Toro making this movie. That's who should make this. Yeah. Oh, I, also, there's a sequel, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe there's a guy with a with a hoodie on with a cloak. Yeah. <laughs> Just Palpatine's hanging out. Yeah. Um, that area did kind of look like the Sith planet from Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I think that we should move on. Huh? What what a time. Yeah. That was that was uh, <laughs> Good time ripping this movie a little bit because it's not good. So I hope yeah. you had fun. Because uh, see, I t- I told you it would be worth seeing this movie for the you know I don't know <laughs> I don't it would be a good episode um, to make up for last week's horrible episode, which of course again all Holden's fault. Um, I continue <laughs> to apologize on his behalf, but you know what can what yeah, can we okay. do? I appreciate yeah, it. You know it's only his 85th episode. Okay, folks, he's he's still getting the hang of it. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah. Olden, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? All right, Jimmy. Um, so, as I mentioned before, I'm in a film class for my J-term course, the month of January. Um, and I watched two movies uh, this week for that class, one of which I had already seen, and that was The Social Network. Um, and I had seen that, I think, for the first time within the last year. So that was still relatively fresh in my mind. I really need to rewatch um, that because I saw it in theaters when I was like, when did that come out? 20, 20, 2009? 2010. 2010. 
I saw it when it came out in theaters, so I need to rewatch it. Yeah, and I mean, it's uh, it's as good as everyone says as it is, really. I mean, I as far as movies written by Aaron Sorkin about a big tech dude who's kind of a jerk, uh, Steve Jobs' is tech is my favorite. <laughs> between, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, that's just kind of a personal preference. I do think Social Network is a better movie. Um, I recommend it to anyone. Um, and then the other movie I watched and truly floored me, even though you had told me, Jimmy, it was Children of Men. Yeah. I finally watched that. That was incredible. It's beautiful, was, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I was like, that was a movie where I was just kind of like mouth agape the whole time. I mean, I, even though I had already read the, the comparisons to The Last of Us and stuff, and I, it does have some similarities in story and stuff, but I still, like the whole movie... It's just so unique, even now. Do you agree that if you had to watch a like if you had to watch a movie without the sound on, my pick would be Children of Men. You could watch that whole movie with the sound without any sound, and I think you would still you could still get like the full picture. Yeah, I think for the most part, yeah, that's probably true. Um, but yeah, absolutely beautiful. Just like probably maybe the best cinematography i've ever seen definitely that's, among the yeah best. that's my opinion too like when i watched it i was like this is the best cinematography i've ever seen in any movie yeah um and great performances too i don't like why do we not see clive owen and things anymore <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't seen him in like much um maybe i'm just not watching the right movies um but yeah no fantastic movie highly recommend it but aside from that class, I actually have watched quite a bit, but I won't talk about all of it because I think it was last week I had a lot. I even have, I have even more this week, so I am going to just skip a bunch. Um, well, let me pull up what I've watched. Um, I watched... Uh, gosh. Okay, I rewatched La La Land. Still great. Still, I mean, amazing. Still perfect, practically. Um, rewatched Spider-Verse still amazing um i've been watching a lot of the dc animated movies on hbo max and i won't go uh, that's the bulk of what i've been watching so i won't get into it because there's just a bunch of those um but that's those are like i've been encouraged to watch those because each one of those are like 75 minutes long so they're not very long and they're just kind of they're short and sweet and very entertaining and some of them are like genuinely pretty great. I just watched the uh, Under the Red Hood movie, the Batman. One. I think I've seen that um, one, and that was. I think I'm okay. pretty that was sure I've seen that. Pretty one. great. That's probably my favorite one I've watched so far. Um, but I liked that one a lot. Um, and then besides those, uh, I watched the short film uh, My Mother Dreams: The Satan's Disciples in New York, which is the only Oscar-winning anything from South Dakota. Oh wow. Um, until yeah until uh, it was until mainly us. me though because um but on friday in my in my film class we had the director of that who is like the chair of the graduate film program at nyu right now um she uh zoomed into our class and talked to us we watched the the short film and it was really pretty cool we got to see her oscar that was that was neat uh she showed it to us uh, she was the one that was originally going to come and teach the class over interim, but then COVID happened. So unfortunate that that didn't happen. Um, 
But yeah, it was a pretty good short film. I liked it. Um, and oh, I rewatched Rango. Never seen. I don't it. think I had seen that since. Yeah, I don't think I had seen that since it came out, and that's a really pretty good animated movie. Um, and I've watched. I've been watching. I've been rewatching Teen Titans. I've been just really on a big DC animated binge right now. I don't know why. Just <laughs> DC excels at those animated at that animated stuff. It's very very cool, and I'm I have a lot of nostalgia for Teen Titans. So, um, and there was. Oh yeah, okay. And I last week I was supposed to mention my dad asked why I didn't mention it on the podcast, and I don't know why I didn't mention it. But two weeks ago, I watched the final Tarantino movie that I hadn't seen, which was Death Proof. You didn't mention that? Um, no, I had mentioned uh, the other half of Grindhouse oh, yeah. like the week before that, and I hadn't watched Death Proof yet. And Death Proof, it's, uh, it's probably his weakest movie, but it's it's another case of kind of like once upon a time in once upon a time in Hollywood where like the last 20 minutes is just phenomenal <laughs> <laughs> and kind of makes up for the shortcomings of the rest of the movie. However, I, I mean, once upon, I think, is still a great movie through and through. I don't think the f- the rest of this movie is as good. Now, the plus side is this movie is only like 90 minutes, I think. Um, so there's not as much bits that aren't as good but that last 20 minutes in this movie is i i would highly recommend it jimmy just the last 20 minutes i don't want to spoil (laughs) can i just watch that what no no i'd recommend the whole movie (laughs) it's on netflix do i have to buy it i bought i had the blu-ray i have the blu-ray i don't know if you can find it (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay you can make fun of me for having letterboxed but a blu-ray all right jimmy um, I think that's pretty much it. I'll talk about that, Jimmy. What about you? All right, I've I've watched the first half of two documentaries. Um, one because I just watched watched one on first half on the elliptical today this morning. Um, and that's about DB Cooper. It's the DB Cooper documentary on HBO Max. I don't I don't. It's like the oh yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, the first half I, I would highly recommend the mystery it. of DB Cooper. Um, I'm kind of in a documentary mood and then i watched the first half the second half just came out as we were recording this of the hbo tiger woods documentary the mm. first half was really interesting um i would highly recommend that too even if you're not super into golf i mean i think it's just really interesting and like a lot of questions come up with like parenting and stuff are you okay <laughs> Yeah, I'm good. You just tapping <laughs> on your microphone. I was tapping on it because I thought it was the levels went down or something, but it's okay. I We're can't good. wait to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, yeah, those two documentaries. Then I've been listening to documentary podcasts just because I've been like, um, for me, what a nerd. Well, for me, I'm like. You're making fun of me for having letterboxed and like a Blu-ray and then here over here watching documentaries like <laughs> listening to a documentary podcast. For me, sometimes it's just I need the distraction and it's hard for me to like particularly shut off like school and teaching and that sort of work. So it's like for me when like um, 
uh, you know, when I go on a walk or in the shower or just like cleaning my apartment, it's nice to have just this distraction so my thoughts aren't in those areas and I can just have a break from them. So I've been listening. This was a really popular podcast about five years ago, Serial, if you've ever heard of it, S-E-R-I-A-L. Um, it's got multiple oh, so seasons. Not like, not like not like a General Mills. No, not, not like the General Mills. More like a Lieutenant Mills. Oh, okay. um, very interesting. I, I've listened to the whole first season so far, and it was very interesting. I'd highly recommend it. I'm in the second season, about halfway through. Uh, I also forgot to mention this a couple weeks ago, but I listened to another. It's from the same creators. Um, I listened to a podcast that was highly recommended by a, lot, a few of my family members called S Town, which is. Oh, yeah, I've heard of this. That one. one's very interesting. I'd highly recommend that one as well. Uh, if you're ever going on a road trip or something, these would be good binge listens. Um, but I, beyond that, I've been uh, I've watched most of season two of Shit's Creek, but I might be calling it quits, Holden, just because I I like it. I just don't love it, and I think I I don't know if I'll ever will. And there's just so many other things that I could watch that I might watch instead. Not that I have any animosity towards it, but. Uh, it's just Listen, not Jimmy, me away. I suffered through the entire. F- if I can suffer through the entire first season of Emily in Paris, you can watch Shit's Creek. Emily in Paris is there? Is that there? Is the rest of that show good? I uh, no. I there's only one season out, oh. but I didn't even like what I was watching. Why did you I watch just it? Watched the whole first season. I I don't. I just did. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's I don't. I don't know, Jimmy. It's like your fault. Um. <laughs> But, you know, so we did our top five movies, Holden, and, and no movie had really struck me this year, but a video game has, Holden, filled that hole for me, and that is Ghost of Tsushima, which I just finished Act 2 this morning. Oh, I thought you were going to say Doom. I thought you were going to say you finally played Doom. <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, I've Ghost of Tsushima just finished Act 2 this morning, and uh, this game just, when I think it's going to quit blowing me away, it... it just cranks it up another level with the storytelling which has been way above my expectations the side content and the side characters are very interesting and like just when i think like the story is starting to like lose a little bit of steam or a side story is starting to lose a bit of steam it picks back up again and i'm like this is really how open world games should be done and i was telling you this earlier but it might be i mean i've i haven't gotten through the ending so i'll wait for my final verdict on that but i've heard it's amazing um it might be my favorite open world game ever i mean it is just phenomenal in every regard it has completely blown me away uh the everything the combat the style the story all the side content it, the characters the music everything the art direction it is just absolutely phenomenal 100% must play and I'd be very interested had um, Sekiro not come out last year being another samurai game to win game of the year I would be interesting to, interested to see if that had any impact on this game's game of the year chances because I thought this was mm. phenomenal and in my opinion better than the last of us part two um, so <laughs> that's all I have to say about that Holden well I guess I'll have to see if it's better than control yeah, it's better than Control. So. <laughs> Which is I knew you were gonna say that. That came out this year. That came out in twenty nineteen. No, no, it came out twenty nineteen. 
It did? Are you sure? Yeah. 2019 and the expansions came out this last year. Wow. Yeah. Control. Yeah, that was uh all right. <laughs> I was I was looking forward to control more than you were. But uh didn't live up to the expectations. But I ended up liking it more. Yeah, I'm jealous, Holden. I, I wish I liked it as much as you did. What are we doing next week, Holden? Okay, so next week, uh, in terms of movies, uh, not sure entirely. Well, we need to do our top ten anticipated of the year at some point. Which we should do next so, week, I think, no matter what. Yeah, we can do that. Um, maybe we'll do Promising Young Woman. If we don't, it we're at least going to do our top ten most anticipated and maybe Promising yeah. Young Woman. I don't think we'll be doing any other anything else. So... No, no, probably not. And we decided, I think, or Jimmy decided that, or he mentioned that he wanted to watch The Little Things on HBO Max. Uh, so we might do that for the podcast whenever that gets released. I think it's That's two weeks, I think. First, uh, two weeks. That's the first uh, movie that uh, HBO Max is releasing on there and in theaters simultaneously, aside from Wonder Woman 84. So that's the first one of 2021 that they're releasing. Uh, some. Uh, crime procedural movie that looks kind of interesting except it has jared leto in it but also denzel washington and and rami malik so yeah so so there you go gotta balance it out (laughs) (laughs) all right holden anything else are you gonna Uh, take us home yeah uh, you can yeah okay you can leave us requests for new movies as you can leave it I'm getting tongue-tied. I've done this a billion times. I'm telling you, Holden, we just need to write a Uh, script for the ending so you can just read it, and then we can just (laughs) say it, and then we go. Because every week you're just like, "Eh, well, and what else can you do? I say it a little bit differently uh, every uh, week. That's part of the charm, Jimmy. Boy, yeah, I don't know if if that's the place where (laughs) the audience is looking for the authenticity, is for when you're just explaining these things that most of them already know. Yeah, okay. You can send us requests at tompodcast at gmail.com through email. Or uh, if you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes, and you can leave it in that review. Despite Holden completely ruining last week's episode. Again, apologies for that. Completely unprofessional. Okay, okay. (laughs) You know, I do my Uh, best, but uh, I'll, I'll try to make sure he doesn't do it again. Or uh, you can donate to our Patreon and request leave a request through that. Um, and then you can follow us on social media and good goody stuff like that. Um, I think that's it. And, yep, that's all. Adios, pantalones. Love you. <laughs>